listening to the Mobcast Network. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Boys. Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Triple Name Sports Show. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Kelly, and joining with me as always is... Everybody's favorite Caucasian Hispanic El Jefe Loco. <laughs> How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I know you're on cloud nine. I know grades just got released. Um, Want to share with the folks how you did? Oh, yeah. I got a 4.0 straight A's. Not, you're, you're, you're listening to a pretty smart group right here. Uh, <laughs> El Jefe Loco got, got a 4.0 straight A's, and I got a 3.75, um, not quite as good as El Jefe's, uh, but, you know, the only class I did get a B in was in my, um, my, one of my gen ed classes. And this is the second time in a row. Last semester I would have had a 4.0 as well, but didn't, uh, didn't, wasn't able to get an A in my gen ed class. So, yeah, um, congratulations, man. That's awesome. Hey, hey, hey we're going to change the name from the Triple Name Sports Show to the Intelligence Sports Show. <laughs> Be like the John Tesh Show, show yeah. Intelligence for Your Life. Be like, yeah, we're going to have to work with that. But, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that moniker, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> So um, I know the holidays are fastly, quickly approaching. Um, yes. You ready for them? Oh, yeah. I've already sold my books and bought everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's how college kids do it. They buy their books at the beginning of, season, or beginning of the year, some at the end of the school year, to buy, to buy Christmas gifts. That's exactly what I am. And I also bought chicken wings with it. Chicken wings <laughs> and Christmas gifts. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Oh, yeah. It, that and heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> well, um Anything do any do anything exciting this past week? No, literally, um, all I've done is just sit at my house and relax. That's that's the same here. I've really not done much. Um, I've worked a couple days, but I still haven't started working a whole lot more shifts. I've just kind of been relaxing. It's it's really been kind of boring. Yeah, you know, the last few months, last couple months, we've been go 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 go, and now it's just kind of like stop, kind of nothing. We, you know, I know um, I'm on three shows, including this one. Um, plus basketball broadcasts, and we don't we don't have another basketball game until the end of this month, and um, you know the only show that I'm recording right now is uh, is this one, so definitely a, a break from action and good time to relax and uh, just yeah. spend time with family. That's what the holidays are oh, for. Oh yeah, that that's that's exactly what it's for. Uh, and with that, we're gonna get things going. Um, we're gonna start the show off uh, with some WVSU sports news and notes, and I will st- start it off for us. Gosh, I stumbled through that. I'm, I'm getting rusty. Maybe I need to it's, record some more shows. It's, it's been, what, two weeks since we've been in here? Yeah, finals really um, really pushed us out of the studio for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, but the West Virginia State University men's basketball team uh, was in action earlier in the week as they traveled to Maryland to face off against Bowie State from the old CIAA conference and Washington Adventist University, who comes to us from the NAIA ranks. Um, the men's team's... The men's team fell to Bowie State on Monday, December 15th, with a score of 58-73. to And the Yellow Jackets, um, they were led in that game by Steve Wing, who, uh, who scored 13 points, 7 rebounds, and 1 assist in 30 minutes of playing time. And then the men and, men's basketball team was back in action on Tuesday, December 16th, where they would eventually fall to Washington Adventist University with a final of 72-86. Uh, the leading player in this game for West Virginia State University was Corey Gregg. He scored 14 points, seven rebounds, and one assist in 19 minutes of playing time. Um, I have. Have you followed any of these games? I know you can go online and and, and kind of follow it, the stats. It's it's been kind of hard to follow them. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't had a chance. I know I um I, I was out doing um, some last minute Christmas shopping for the Bowie State game, but um, I was home um, doing dishes or something. And so I was able to go in and continuously check on the um, game against Washington Adventist. And um they played a really good game. Um, at one point, Advent, Adventist was up by 11 points, had an 11-point lead. West Virginia State rallied back, and then they took a lead of their own, and they were up by five, and I think it was the biggest lead that West Virginia State had. And it was a really close game um, up until the end of the game, and it still stayed relatively close. They only lost, you know, the final in the game was 72-86. to 86. Um, But what really hurt them was there was a, um, a player on Adventist team who had 30 points on his, yeah. on his own. So he um, he really took the game over and uh, put the team on his, put the game on his on his back and the team on his back and really willed his team to win. So that was something that um, the team West Virginia State University ran into. Uh, but you know they can't be too upset about that game because um, 
you know, I'm going to let you read this one right here to let, but this will give you a hint as to why they shouldn't be too upset about, um, or dwell too much on those two losses in Maryland. Uh, the men's basketball and the women's basketball teams are both in action again this week as the WVSU men's basketball team flies to Puerto Rico for games on 18th and 19th against the University of Puerto Rico. The WVSU women's basketball team will be in action on the road as well against Radford University. So, yeah, they're, they're flying off yeah, to we, sunny Puerto Rico. We've talked about this. Though. We have. We, uh, we, we've talked about that. Um, we talked about how cool it would have been if we would have been able to do that. But, um, and I, but maybe I, next time. Maybe, but I think we're going to have to brush up on our Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely have to brush up. Well, you know, El Jefe Loco, maybe you can go see where, <laughs> see where your ancestors came from. Maybe you're Puerto Rican. No, I'm no hablo español. But, um, you know, that's that's really cool. Um, you know, it was kind of like a homecoming for the West Virginia State University team as they played in Maryland. I know um, it's kind of weird to say homecoming, and you're not even talking about the state that you guys are in. Yeah. Um, but they have six players from the DMV area. And for listeners who don't know what the DMV is, uh, I'm not talking about the Department of Motor Vehicles. We're talking about the um, the area of the D.C. area, Maryland area, and Virginia area. They call it the DMV. And there's six players on the team from West Virginia State that, that hail from that region. So they were they were happy to get to go home and, um, you know, play in front of their fans or friends and family who, who may not get a chance to come down to West Virginia because that's a yeah. good little drive depending on where they're from. So, um, you know, I'm sure they would have liked to come out and, and played a little better and, and got a couple wins in this game. But relief is coming for West Virginia State University. You know, Marquis Mazik, his hand is on the is on the mend. You know, he should be ready to go um, sometime near January, in, in January. Um, Damian Harris uh, actually becomes eligible to play and actually for, it becomes eligible to do anything with the team for the first time while they're in Puerto Rico. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he if the co- if Coach Poor kind of puts him in the game to kind of kind of see what he has there because he hasn't even been able to practice if I understand correctly. Yeah. So um, you know, again, relief is coming. The the, the team, you know, there. Uh, Coach Poor talking to him earlier in the earlier in the season. He said, you know, if we can pull together and stay strong and stay as a team through this beginning of the semester, yeah. then the second part of the semester, he said, would be would be cake. Um, because, you know, they'll have Marky Mazik back. They will have learned to play as a team. They will face some adversity, and that's that's really how you become a better team is through the adversity that you yeah. would face. Um, and the next home game for the Yellow Jackets will be December 31st uh, when the women's basketball team uh, will play Concord, or excuse me, will play Bluefield State at 2 p.m. in the Walker Communication Center. So, again, we've got... Um, you know, we got a little bit of time before our next our next basketball game yeah. that we get called. We got New Year's Eve. We do. We have a New Year. Do you have any plans for New Year's Eve after I, this game? Obviously, I, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm over everybody. <laughs> I we we don't know. My friend is talking about something, but I I have no idea. No clue. If, if all I mean, if all us fellas, I just do what I did last uh, New Year's Eve and just sit at my house and watch the ball drop. Yeah, that's um. Actually, New Year's Eve is my anniversary. My 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 girlfriend's anniversary. It'll be seven oh. years. So I'll be calling the basketball game, and then I think we usually go to my parents' house, um, and we'll watch the ball drop because they we all live on the same street. My parents, yeah. myself, and my grandparents. Um, but I rent my house, so um, and we usually let off fireworks <laughs> during New Year's, and in West Virginia, you know, fireworks or, that go in the air. Any of the cool fireworks are illegal, it, unless it's on July Fourth. And uh, so you know we'll. I go up to my dad's house and we we let off the fireworks so that way if anything happens, it doesn't come back to my house and comes back to me. True. So that, that, that's that's we smart. Do that, but um, yeah, that, it's just uh, we not nothing too major, and then we usually go out later in the later in the month. No, well, yeah. now July fourth, I um, I was over at a friend's house and her her dad he was drinking, and this is the fu- this is the funniest thing in the world. Drinking and fireworks. No, it, it involved a Mossberg 500 shotgun. Oh. <laughs> and a couple houses down, they was letting off the, the cool fireworks, the mm-hmm. ones that go up in the air. And then he was sitting there. He's like, you know, i got to trim this tree. So he started taking this shotgun and shooting it at the tree, trimming it. <laughs> and there's, there's limbs falling down. He's like, oh, man, who says you need hedge clippers? <laughs> Pow! <laughs> That's, that's one way to trim a tree, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's like, with all these fireworks, I can hide the I can hide the shotgun shells. I was like, God, that is true, though. I mean, yeah. I, I guess, yeah. But <laughs> would have never thought to trim a tree with a uh, with a shotgun. I shell. did. I didn't either. You would think that'd be a little expensive, though, too, shooting shells at a tree to uh, versus hedge clippers. Apparently, uh, from what my friend told me, she said that her dad had been drinking all day, so he didn't care. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, he's. He's not I don't going. know which is scarier, drinking and shooting a gun or <laughs> drinking and doing fireworks. Like if you're a, because 
I, I mean, I guess like if you're a like if you're like just observing it, like it'd probably be less dangerous to shoot the gun if you're drinking. But if you're uh, watching the whole thing happen, it's probably more dangerous to watch somebody shoot a gun that's been drinking than it is to watch him <laughs> let fireworks off that's been drinking. No, he, it, it was funny because she was sitting there. She's like, you know. He's an alcoholic. I was like, well, yeah, I know that. She's like, but he's our alcoholic, and we can handle him. <laughs> I was like, this is just great. <laughs> and that's how it is down in the great here town the tri- of Shillian. <laughs> and here at the Triple Name Sports Show, we do not endorse um, being uh, under the influence of either letting off fireworks or <laughs> shooting off uh, firearms. Just a little yeah. side note there. El Jefe Loco and Aaron Lynch Kelly do not endorse the drinking of substances and shooting fireworks to trim your trees and hedges. That goes for 22 pistols, too. I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, that's going to do it for the, the, the West Virginia State University news. Um, because, you know, again, it's, it's a dead period. There, yeah. There's not baseball going on. There's not volleyball. There's not football. Not tennis. It's, it's just basketball. You yeah. Know? And... Um, and like I said, they're they're on the road until December thirty first. And our next next week's show, we will you know provide you some coverage uh, of the games that the both teams have been playing, where um, the women are in uh, playing Radford this weekend on the eighteenth, and then also you know where the men's team is down in Puerto Rico playing the University of Puerto Rico. So you know we will have that on on next week's show. But again, it's just really been a been a slow week no. here on the Triple Name Sports Show news desk. Uh, that, that and you know everybody's gone. Everybody's done went home for for the holidays. So and we have cell phones going off here in the studio. <laughs> yeah, we're we're waiting to get an interview and hopefully it it comes through. If yeah. not, if not, we we'll, we might do a special segment because I'd really like to get this guy's. Um, Point of view on a subject that would pertain very well to our show, um, but don't want to you know get too far into it because if it doesn't happen, then it, it does. we don't have anything to go on with it. So True. again, if it happens, we will have like a we'll release a special podcast um, with the interview with with this gentleman. Uh, so fingers crossed. Hopefully it does it does work. Hopefully my Irish blood and luck of the Irish. Hopefully it does happen. <laughs> um, but with that, we're going to move into the MEC uh, conference news and notes. Um, you know, Concord made the Division Two playoffs. Yeah, they won a couple games. They made it to the national semifinals. Yeah. Well, they ran into a buzzsaw up in Minnesota. Um, I was wondering about that. Yeah, it was it was a bad game. Um, you know, they all all so now all the teams in the conference, their football teams, are on off season mode officially now. Um, you know, Concord drew. Uh, they were the number one seed, and they end up. Going to play the only other undefeated um, team in Division Two playoff system, um, and that was Minnesota State Mankato, and uh, they had to go to Minnesota to play. And only one player actually from Concord had ever been to Minnesota before, um, and they flew in there. And uh, the player who did it was Calvin Al Jones, was the guy who had played there. He's he's played his high school ball up in Minnesota, um, but you know this was the first Concord had never won a, a playoff um, or a postseason had never won a game in the postseason this year. They made it all the way to the semifinal. They won three um, three games in the playoffs. So that was something to be, you yeah. know, that was Garen Justice, Coach Garen Justice of Concord Mountain Lions, you know, even though we're rivals, you know, they played our conference and you always want to beat them. I was really rooting for Concord in this no. game just because it, it really makes our conference looks good if we can send a, player, a team to the national championship. Uh, that was not the case, however, as Minnesota State Mankato, the Mavericks, um, won the game and they did it rather easily, forty-seven to thirteen. Um, and that, that, that that's hard saying to how good Concord. Yeah, Concord is. was really good. They were averaging something like forty points a game, and only allowing you know something like a hundred fifty to two hundred yards of total offense on on the defensive side of the ball. Ooh. So yeah, and, and you know we we got to call their game earlier in the season, and it was it was a little. Well, you were engineering that game. Yeah, at that I, point. I was engineering it, and it was it was what Jim, what oh Jim Ross calls it a slobber knock. Yeah, it was it was a little rough. Um, they they were definitely a good team, one of the top two teams, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me, in Division Two. Um, but Minnesota State Mankato, I watched that game. Um, it was on ESPN three, which was kind of cool for those for the oh, kids yeah. and athletes. Um, I watched it. I streamed it over my computer and watched it while my nephew and I were um, wrapping gifts. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the um, Minnesota State Mankato they they definitely came to play that day, and just uh, they Concord really relies on its speed to kind of beat people, and Minnesota Minnesota State Mankato 
had were had bigger players and stronger players. Yeah. And they just they just were able to punish Concord and really never um, they really frustrated Novak and Kavanaugh Jones in that game. And just really were never able to get anything going. Um, but, you know, that being said, Concord does return a lot of its stars for next year's season. They're a young team. They now have playoff experience. So if they're able to get on a run like they did this this past season in the MEC, who's to say they can't go farther in the playoffs oh, next yeah. year? Because, you know, they, they're definitely um, going to be a tough team, and that's going to be one of the games that me and you'll get a call because uh, if we keep it the same um, same, same, same way with, with you being the, the on the road uh, – Caller commentator, excuse me, I had a <laughs> mental lapse right there. On the road, caller commentator, we will be um, giving calling that game from Concord. I've never been there before. I I have a friend that went there. So. I, that's I have a friend who went there as well. Um, he transferred here and now he goes to to West Virginia State University. Yeah, I, I had I had a friend. She went out there and I don't know what happened, and it was just I don't know. A lot I, of people, or not a lot of people, but some people when they um when they get away for that first time away from home. They go. They go a little wild. They go bonkers. I know um, that that kind of happened to me when I when I went off to my college. I'd never you know been out been alone like been left to my own devices and, mm-hmm. and I kind of my academics showed that so <laughs> um, I made the responsible choice and uh, called it quits and came back here. That's uh well that's uh, exactly what happened to me. But yeah, you can say that that's sort of what happened. It's a long story, but we're on the right road now. Yeah, yeah, we're we're very intelligent. We just told you we had three point. He's got three point seven five. I got a four point oh. Yeah, we're both on the dean's list, so you know that's that's another awesome thing that that um, another toot our own horns there. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know the the basketball season is in full swing in the conference. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, it's been on. It's now the only sport for all schools in the MEC, and. Um, you know, with soccer being over with and everything like that. So, um, these are the power rankings for the conference as of December 17, 2014. And I will let El Jefe give you the men's, and I'll give you the FEMA, the women's. Uh, West Liberty, they are 8-4 and four and 4-0 four and oh in the conference. 8-0. Uh, no. What? 8-0. No. What's the 4-0 oh about? 4-0 oh is in the conference. 8-0 yeah. no overall, 4-0 oh in the conference. Okay, okay, yeah. That, that's it, 4-0 oh in the conference. Okay, Glenville State, they're number two. They are 7-2 and two overall and 4-0 and oh in the conference. Uh, Notre Dame is number three. They are 6-3 and three overall, 3-1 three in the conference. Concord is six and is, not, is fourth. They are 6-3 and three overall, 2-2 two and two in the conference. UC is 5-3 uh, and three overall, 2-2 two and two in the conference. Shepard is 5-3 and three overall, 2-2 two and two in the conference. Fairmont State is 5-4 and four overall, 2-2 two and two in the conference. Wheeling Jesuit. I always get their name <laughs> messed up. Uh, they are four and three overall and one and two in the conference. Uh, West Virginia State is one and seven overall and one and two in the conference. Urbana is three and six overall, one and three in the conference. West Virginia Wesleyan is two and seven overall and one and three in the conference. And to wrap it all up, UVA Wise is one and six overall and zero oh and four in the conference. And you know the the games that West Virginia State has played. In the in the conference, you know, we had the the early cancellation with Willing Jesuit because of road conditions. Yeah, we've played. You know, we've played. You know, West Liberty was really one of the tougher teams in the conference, and so you know, to be one and two, you know, you're only one game back from 500, and like I said, to have been without you know a really dominant inside pr- a presence like Damian Harris, who should re- who should be able to start playing um, in Puerto Rico, yeah. and then to lose Marquis Mazik, who was your either 1A or number 2 player on the team um, at that time to go down and have him go down with injuries. Um, so, you know, it, it, all's not lost. And it's and it's not a bad West Virginia State team no. either. They, you know, they've, they've been in some close games. They've, the only real blowout game that they've had was against West Liberty. Who is and the number one team in the country. Yeah, they're the number one team in the country, not only in our conference, but in the country. So, you know, they're, they're, they're ranked that high for a reason. They're, they're yeah. that good. Uh, they did have a scare though this past weekend. They played um, a team called Holy Family, and um, was they playing a church team? That's what I thought when I first saw it. I was like, I was like, what are they playing? Like a like a church a church team? Like you know somebody's uh, like a rec league team? And um, but yeah, they they beat them by two points. That was the closest game oh. today. So yeah, it was like an eighty two eighty four type of game. Um, but yeah, holy devil, holy family, not holy devils, the holy family, <laughs> the holy family devils. <laughs> they they really uh, gave West Liberty uh, their best, 
And that's one of the things. When you're the number one team in the country, everybody's going to elevate their play when they play you. Oh, yeah. So, um... You you got... You got... Everything to lose and, and nothing to win, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, or nothing to gain because you're you can't go you're, any higher than number one. Yeah, and it's it's like I was. Uh, I'll I'll get to that story later, <laughs> especially when we get to the NFL pickums. Alrighty, uh, in the women's basketball team, um, the power rankings we have Shepard um, at num- the number one spot, seven and two overall, and four and zero oh in the conference. Number two, West Liberty, five and two overall, three and one in the conference. Concord, the number three spot, three and four. Wins in the overall and three and one in the conference. UVA was at four with three wins and four losses overall and three wins in the conference and one loss in the conference. Five, we have Charleston, the University of Charleston, who is seven and two overall and two and two in the conference. Fairmont State is is number six. That's sad. <laughs> Fairmont State's number six. Um, they are seven and two overall and two and two in the conference. Number seven, Notre Dame is four and four in the conference and two and two overall. Eight, Glenville State, two and four overall and two and two in the conference. Uh, number nine, Willing Jesuit, three and three overall and one and two in the conference. Number nine, Urbana University, one and seven overall and one and three in the conference. Number ten, Western State is two and five overall, and they're still searching for their first uh, Mountain East Conference win uh, as they're zero and three in conference play and. The final spot in the women's basketball power rankings, number 11, West Virginia Wesleyan, is 0-6 overall and 0-4 in the conference. Um, West Virginia State, you know, they I'm sure they would like to be ranked higher than, than number 10 um, in the 10 out of 11. But, you know, again, this is a team that brought in a lot of new faces, much oh, like yeah. the men's team. Um, they've, had to, they've had some injuries that they've had to overcome. They've had some illnesses they've had to overcome. Um, so you know they they're a team that I, I look for their them to climb the climb the rankings as oh, yeah. the season goes on, and hopefully you know they'll get a win this weekend as they play Radford University and uh, move to three and five overall. Radford University reminds me of uh, the the guy off of Dragon Ball Z Raditz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> I have no, I'm, I was never really big into Dragon Ball Z. I like like what we said on. Uh, Bros, booze, and movies. Okay, I I'm a nerd. Okay, you call my phone, you're gonna hear the Dragon Ball Z theme song. <laughs> I'm I'm a complete nerd. Yeah, and and that's a good good thing you just brought that up. Um, quick plug uh, for the Bros, booze, and bad movies um, podcast on the Mopcast Network, which yeah. is where you can find our show. Um, great great time. It's a great concept. Um, Scotty White is the host, I guess you could say, of the show, yeah. and he brings in different guests. We've now done it twice. Um, Brings in different guests. He watches a movie, usually from the '80s, early '90s era, and uh, we we watch it. Then we then we talk about it. Um, just a word of the wise: um, it does get a little blue, so it is a little um, explicit at times. So yeah. I mean, I mean, nothing too vulgar. But if you have children, just just a heads up, so that way it is a little it is yeah, a little. No. Um, it's not PG like our show. No, it's no, definitely no. not PG. Um, but ours, yeah, ours is at the most PG thirteen. Yeah, we we uh, we we don't curse and do anything really bad. We we might talk about some topics that that maybe are a little uncomfortable to talk about. But we soccer try not people. to talk about those. Soccer, soccer, yeah, yeah, soccer, soccer usually is that. Soccer is that topic. <laughs> We're gonna move to um, the snap jab segment to kind of um, head towards the wind down of the show. Yeah. Um, but first things first, we're gonna go through the snap jabs and bad news segments. So coming up to us right now, we have the snap jab segment. And the first story of the week, um, adult film star Lisa Ann um, will leave the industry to focus on something on, on, on a new endeavor in her career. Uh, she will now host a weekly fantasy football show on the radio and hopes to have her fans follow her to this new venture in her life. Um, another common weird occurrence on our show is we talk we talk soccer. And for whatever reason, there's all there's usually at least every month there's usually an adult film star yeah. that that comes across in our news, and it it's not that we search these things out; they just kind of they pop up. They kind of <laughs> find their way to us. Yeah, it just got pop ups all over my screen. It's like I didn't do this, <laughs> Norton. We you, you Norton, come on, do your job. <laughs> come on, McAfee. <laughs> so yeah, you know she she is really a huge fan of fantasy football. And you know, with with sites like Fans Edge, not Fans Edge, um, FanDuel, and stuff like that, 
with a weekly fantasy football. Um, you know, it, hey, you know, she's already made, I'm sure, a pretty good amount of money from from her role in in the adult film industry. Yeah, I think and I mean, if it if it doesn't work out, she can always fall back on that if that's something she wants to do. Yeah, well, I think uh, female porn stars they make one hundred twenty five thousand a year. So you know, hey. If you want to host a weekly fantasy football show, go for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... Come over here to the Triple N Sports Show. Bring us some fun. <laughs> oh, I am, I am wrong. Speaking of fantasy football, though, um, I made it to the Super Bowl of my league. That's awesome. I won. Um, and what's funny is the guy who I'm playing against is my dad. So it's <laughs> it's me and my dad in the Super Bowl. Um, but when they... We were in a Yahoo league, and when they picked, you know, they do like a power ranking of like where they think season projection after our draft and I was picked to finish ninth out of 10 teams and my dad was picked to finish 10th out of 10 teams so you know you, we, you have the bottom two. The system. Yeah. yeah they just they had an inverse they needed to just flip it that would have got it right nope. but uh, that, that's awesome yeah so I'm, I'm pretty excited hopefully I'll get a win and get a trophy and, and 100 bucks that's awesome that's just sweet um, and then we have the Panthers beat the Capitals two to one hockey news wow I, I like some hockey. You big, I was gonna say, are you a big fan of hockey? Or? I, I'll watch it. You know, I, I, if if I like any hockey team, it'd be the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that'd be my hockey team. But really, I don't watch it that much. I've I'm not a huge fan of hockey. I have gotten to go see the Columbus Blue Jackets play. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're you know I, a lot of my friends are hockey fans. So like if they're watching, I'll watch it. But it, like I'm not a huge hockey fan. But if my team, it'd be the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers beat the Capitals 2-1, to one, but to get the two full points, they had to win the longest shootout in NHL history. <clears throat> the previous longest uh, lasted 15 rounds. <clears throat> Through 19 shots, each to, sh- each to shootout was tied 5-5. Five to five. But on the 20th shot, Alex Ovechkin, I probably chopped that up. Ovechkin, but you were close. Yeah. You were close. Uh, missed his while Nick, what, <laughs> Jugstad. I'm going to say that the B is silent. Nick Jugstad made his 17-14 in the f- video above. Uh, Never mind, that, that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Scratch that. <laughs> Giving the Panthers the uh, win. Uh, the shootout went on for so long that two players on each team had to sh- shoot twice. The first time that has ever happened. So the fans got their money that night if they went to that game. They got free hockey, kind of like when uh, NFL or NBA goes to overtime. Mm-hmm. Or even baseball. It's like getting a free game. Yeah. So, you know, uh, congratulations to the Panthers. That's the first, um, that's the longest game ever in NHL history. So uh, congratulations for them to being able to outlast uh, El Jefe Locos team, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to have West Virginia, West Virginia, I keep wanting to call it West Virginia State. We're, WVU, just, we're so used to saying West Virginia State. We really are. Uh, WVU AD um, Oliver Luck, like you talked about yeah. early on in the show, uh, he'll resign from his position with WVU to become the second in command of the NCAA, and in doing so, will be the heir apparent to take the reins over um, of the current number one in the NCAA. Um, but also, when he does that, he's going to have to step down from the selection committee for the playoffs. Um, so, you know, that's I think a lot of people are really kind of jumping ship off that. Arch- Archie Manning's already jumped the ship off the committee. It's just it's just the job that the committee is pick, picking up so much heat right now. Oh yeah, everything, and it's it's horrible. But I, I was in the I was I had a doctor's appointment right before this, and I was sitting in there and I got an update on my phone from ESPN about you know Oliver Luck leaving, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the doctors came in there and he was talking to me. And for some reason, we got into talking about sports. And I was talking to him, and I told him, I said, well, I said, I just got an update on my phone about uh, the athletic director for West Virginia, Oliver Luck, is, uh, he, he's resigning. He's going to go be the second in command at, at the NCAA. And he, he's like, well, he said, I've seen that coming. I said, yeah. I said, as soon as you know, you've seen him jump onto the, the, the ship for the committee, you knew he wanted to go up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he, you know, he was a commissioner for, I think, a hockey or a soccer league at one point. I know he was the owner of the Houston Dynamos of the MLS League. So, I mean, he's got greater aspirations than, yeah. than being the athletic director at West Virginia, at West Virginia University. You almost said state again. <laughs> he's definitely got higher aspirations than uh, than coming to West Virginia State. Not a knock against us, but, you know, I mean, he, the guy's got a son in the NFL. He's played in the NFL himself. You know, he's got – so. I mean, yeah, his son plays for my team. So. But we – furthermore, we have the Milwaukee Bucks young star Jabari Parker's uh, season is officially over with a suspected torn ACL. 
Yeah, that's that's really um, a tough tough break for him because he was really coming on and playing really hot. Um, don't know why I'm a huge Milwaukee Bucks fan, but I am. Not sure why, um, basketball wise. But he, you know, he he got hurt towards ACL. And the and the thing is that the the thing didn't even really look too too brutal when it happened. But it's one of those things you never know. Yeah. Well, I say if I had another team, it'd be the Clippers. The Clippers. Yeah. Other than the Bulls. My top three NBA teams. I got the I got the Nuggets, the Hornets, and the Bucks. So all all three uh, mediocre teams at best. Ah oh, well, my my cousin's a huge Mavs fan. So oh, yeah he 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 for some reason he likes anything that comes out of Dallas. I don't know why. He's a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. We've, really? Yeah, we've done had an argument about the about the game this weekend already. Um, you know the the final story on the Snap Jab segment. Um. It's a little bit it, – it, hit, it hits home for, for – I know for at least me um, and, and at least the community that, that I live in. Um, so it, it's a little touchy, but, you know, it's, it's something a little personal as well. Um, last week, you know, we had the Class AAA playoffs. Yeah. Uh, or championship game. We had two schools from the capital city of Charleston, West Virginia. We had Capital Uni- – Capital – Taking, I'm so used to adding university or college to teams. Yeah. Um, we had Capital take on South Charleston High School. Um, Capital would win, um, but tragedy struck before the game as a cheerleader for for South Charleston. She was already up at the game, and her family was driving up to see her. Uh, and we had we had some nasty weather. It was rainy, you know, and um, apparently the, the, her parents' car lost lost control, hydroplaned, and um, struck another car, and everyone in in her parents' car was 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 killed. Um, she lost both her parents and and her younger brother. Yeah. Um, all while going, they were on their way up to go cheer on South Charleston High School and, and watch their daughter. Um, so you know that's that's really that's a really sad, a hard thing for anybody, but especially so close to the uh, the holidays here. Um, but another local high school, uh, Winfield High School, um, their colors are green and white. Just and that you might be wondering why I'm telling you that. Yeah. But. Um, you know, students at Winfield High School traditionally on Fridays. You know, it's a big pep rally day. They wear they wear school collars. Yeah. Um, Black Eagles collars for South Charleston are black and orange. Well, Winfield High School students on Friday wore black and orange, um, which are South Charleston High School collars, to pay tribute to um, the cheerleader and her school. So being South Charleston High School, so they the Winfield students uh, raised seven hundred dollars for a fund set up in the girl's name, and they also came up with a. Uh, Plan to make Christmas care packages to to let her know you know she is she's on their minds at this holiday season. So they you know they I thought that was awesome that they yeah. were able to raise the money and showing their support for the high school and and, and the young lady. Um, and again, if you would like to uh, contribute to the fund for Savannah Taylor, um, that's the young lady's name who who was hit, who had tragedy strike her um, by the death of both her parents and her brother. Um, we will tweet out the link from our show accounts, and we'll also have a link up on our Podbeam site um, if you if you'd like to donate to to the fund um, to help support Savannah Taylor um, as she's going through this. Really, I I couldn't even imagine how how rough this is for her right now. I, I've I've been through that the, not not this particular thing, but you know I've lost a parent before. Yeah, and it's it still affects yeah. me to this day. But I couldn't imagine losing both my parents and my my brother. Yeah, and uh, more more power to her. Um, I will I will I'll keep her in my prayers. Most definitely, most definitely. So again, you know, as you can tell, we both kind of got a took a solemn note on yeah. on this one. As um, but yeah, just um, again, if if you would like to support Savannah Taylor. Again, we'll we'll tweet out the links from both of our show, both of our accounts, our show account as well, and we will also post it on our, our Podbeam so that way um, she can get the support she needs. Um, and with that, that's going to do it for our Snap Jab segment. Again, you know, it's it was kind of one of those more sadder um, closings to closings it. to the Snap Jabs, but you know, I just wanted to highlight Winfield High School and also get the name out there for Savannah Taylor. Um, yeah. So feel free again if you if you if you feel free, um, definitely. Check out that the link that we will be sending out momentarily. Um, <clears throat> that's going to do it for the snap jabs. We're going to move into the bad news segment. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Alrighty, um, the bad news segment. The first story we have comes by way of the NHL. More hockey news. <laughs> the mumps. The mumps are in. I, I, there's a current outbreak of the mumps in the NHL. I heard about this. Um. 
It's spread through the National Hockey League over the past month and recently claimed the game's best players. Has likely reached its peak, however, experts said. On Tuesday, Pittsburgh Penguins captain Sidney Crosby set out on his team's um, Monday game after becoming the 13th NHL player since early November to come down with a highly contagious disease that is usually found in children. The vaccines for mumps uh, takes two to four weeks to have their maximum effect, so they're just starting to kick in. Um, it, referring to the outbreak, should be starting to run its course, however. And a mumps is an infection of the sal- sal- salivary glands and can lead to facial swelling, fatigue, loss of appetite, and muscle aches. It is spread through saliva or mucus, usually when a person coughs, sneezes, or talks, according to the CDC. And um, it got its start when three Anaheim Duck players uh, were the first confirmed cases of the mumps in the NHL. And the virus has since spread to at least four other teams. So, yeah, the mumps. Did you Have you seen the picture of Sidney Crosby's face? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tweeted it out. Sidney Crosby, it looks like he has a softball-sized um, lump on the side of his jaw. And, you know, hockey, you know, they sweat. You know, they, they get hit. They spit. You know, so it's a it's a pretty pretty uh, breeding ground, I guess, for the mumps. Do you remember off Space Jam when they shut down the uh, NBA because of their ta- the, the aliens took their mm-hmm. town? Yeah, I can see that happening. I can see that happening. <laughs> just not with aliens, but with the mumps. I can see just taking everybody out. Yeah, and then they just they put they just quarantine every state and every NHL stadium across the country. We ain't gonna do nothing until we get to the bottom of this. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then we have NFL coach Mark Tressman is rumored to be one of the many coaches to be fired on Black Monday, which is quickly approaching. How do you, how do you feel about? Um, I know you're a bigger college football fan than you are pro football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what Black Monday is, right? It, it's sort of. It's where they fire the Monday after the season's over. All these coaches who are rumored to get fired get fired. Mm-hmm. Mark Tresman deserves to get fired, and I hate to say that, but you know Jay Cutler needs to be gone too. Um, old smoking Jay. Yeah, he's he's know. struggling mightily. I know Brandon Marshall wasn't there because he punctured his lung, so you know obviously he can't play. But you know he still has Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffrey, Martellus Bennett. And a plethora of other players and you know supreme talent around him, um, but Mark Tresman just poor job of coaching this year, and I think it's going to come back and bite him in the butt, and he's going to be fired. Possibly, I, I, I could say it. I could say Jacob Cutler definitely losing his job, especially to to this last uh, this past Monday night game. Yeah, it was it was definitely a rough um, Monday night game. Uh, oh yeah. It was oh I was watching that and my friend looked at me and he he's like me he's a big college football fan more than he is pro, and he looked at me and he said who he's because he he actually listens to the show yeah he called me El Jefe Loco out of the blue, and I, he looked at me he said who do you pick in this game I said I'm gonna go Saints I said because Jay Cutler is just awful yeah I mean and then. First year Marshall Marshall Coke Dan Dan Tony. Started the war of words after West Virginia's 69-66 victory by suggesting the Mountaineers will prove they're afraid of the Thunder Herd if they refuse to play twice a year in the future. West Virginia coach Bob Huggins then escalated the verbal sparring by ridic- ridiculing Marshall's program and DeAntoni's insistence that the Thundering Herd are back in a roll-licking 15-minute rant at the start of, a, of his weekly radio show. Huggins went on to say, quote, He can say... I'm afraid all he wants, unquote, Huggins said. Quote, I've probably coached 1,116 more games than he has. It's ridiculous to say something like that. We're afraid, and yeah, we're really afraid. It's crazy. We've beaten Duke. I'm not even going to say that name. Mike. He just talked about how they, you know, he's coached by Coach K. Okay, yeah, Coach K, a pretty good coach. Uh, was I afraid? I don't think I was afraid of playing Duke. Uh, played Jim Boehm. Uh, used to play him every year. He's a great coach. I wasn't afraid. Why would I be afraid? Once he finished uh, ev- evascerating, eviscerating. eviscerating the Marshall program, Huggins took one last parting shot in the form of a warning. Would it bother Huggins if the series disappeared? Not at all. When asked if Huggins intended to renew the series in years to come, he responded by saying, I think if this kind of thing continues, why would we? The West Virginia coach said, why would we want to sit here and hear uh, we're afraid? Go find somebody else to play. Did you? So did, I, watched, you know, I watched the game. I was, I was going to say, did you watch the game? Um, 
you know, Marshall, it's it's kind of like the, the Friends of Cold Bowl when they used to make Marshall and West Virginia play in football. Um, you know, I think it's more for our fans than anybody else. It does no good for either team, really. Yeah. Um, you know, and Coach Huggins, you know, he's on um, Metro News Sportsline. He's a weekly show. He calls in, interacts with fans and all that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. I've, I've listened to it. it I suggest... If, if you if you want to listen more of the interview, you can do so. Uh, you can just look it up online. Metro News Sportsline, uh, Coach Huggins. Um, I think it aired uh, Monday, so it'd be twelve fifteen. Of so, I mean, check it out if you want to. But he definitely lit into Dan Dan Tony. Yeah, they. Um, I watched the interview right after the game, and they they asked uh, Coach Huggins. They said, you know, I said he said, what do you he said, "Why?" The interviewee, she said, "Why is it so? Why do y'all have such close games?" And he simply just uh, responded. He said, "We wasn't playing our best tonight," and walked away. <laughs> yeah, they, and it's one of those things. It's kind of like the big brother, little brother type deal. Yeah, as West Virginia always wants to be the big brother and kind of hold Marshall down. But um, yeah, Marshall, Marshall has beat West Virginia town, West Virginia several times. Yeah, all, uh, yeah, they they really have in the Capital Classic. They've fared better on the basketball court than they have on the football field against yeah. West Virginia. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how these two teams play together. Um, they don't play again until next year if the series is renewed. So it'll be interesting to see next year, see how that goes. Now they're talking about uh, having it on a Thursday next year. I have no idea why they had it in December, in the middle of December. They normally have it in January. Yeah. And, you know, they, they said that their, um, their attendance was down, but I think it's because it's in January. It's in the middle of January. It was on a Sunday night. And nobody's going to want to do that, especially around the holidays. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, and I kind of alluded to it earlier when we were going over our, our um, pro f- or our college football projections about why you might hate Pittsburgh a little bit more. Okay. Doc Holliday is rumored to be interested in accepting the, the Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh football coaching job. I might, uh, yeah, I'm starting to hate Pittsburgh. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I, I would, I would be really mad if Holiday left, but they just signed a two-year extension to his contract. Yeah, but he can. Yeah, they can always get out of that. Yeah, they can always break it. The only thing that, only thing that Doc Holiday, only team Doc Holiday wouldn't go back and coach would be West Virginia, and it's not because he he wouldn't do it, but just because he hates West Virginia. It's because he would have to pay out an exorbitant amount of money. I think it's like two point one million dollars is his buyout clause. So if Pittsburgh wants him bad enough. His no. buyout clause won't be that much because it won't be, you know, that won't really affect Marshall. Yeah. Um, Doc Holliday, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he leaves. Maybe he doesn't. They, you know, who's Marshall's backup? Because Cato's gone after this year. Um, I've looked him up. I can't remember what his name is. He, he's he's actually really good. Yeah. He just he hasn't had enough playing time. Well, well I mean, so. when you're playing behind Cato, you really yeah. don't get too much playing time. I don't know. I, I could see him, you know, like I said, I could see him either staying or going. And I guess that's really the only two outcomes that there is, really. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, Pittsburgh, they play in a better conference. More money, more, you know, more access to better players. The thing, the thing is about that, uh, I think it's 2020. Marshall is starting a home-and-home home series against Pittsburgh. That'd make that series a little bit more interesting if Doc Holliday was up there. Oh yeah, that would that would be definitely a lot more serious. They, I think we would have the whole state behind us then. <laughs> yeah, because even though it's a Marshall play, Marshall ex coach, that everybody from West Virginia hates Pittsburgh, except uh, for the Steelers. They all oh yeah, them. everybody loves the Steelers. Uh, not a huge fan of the Steelers. I'm a huge Ravens fan. Not. I, that's that's how I know it was your car when I pulled in. I was like, oh, Aaron's there. <laughs> well, and you've driven my car twice. Yeah, yeah. so I, <laughs> I, I kind of know what your car looks like. Plus, I seen the Raven sticker on the back, so I was like, oh, Aaron's here. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap the show off with our NFL pick-ems. Um, and I will go first, and then we'll alternate from here. Tennessee Titans at the Jaguars. I'm going Titans in this game. Uh, Jaguars, I don't think, get another win this season. I've been saying that for the past few shows. So, I, I'm, I'm the same way. Who is the Jag- who is the Jags? That's what I'm saying. Uh, and then we have Philadelphia at Washington. Um, Philly, they they could have beat Dallas the other night. They really could have. Yeah. Tony Romo was in full choke mode. Oh, yeah. And uh, Washington, you know, I, even if they do put Colt McCoy out there. Oh, he's on IR. He's done. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> I don't keep track of Washington. Even if – it doesn't matter. Okay, RG3 is not the player that he once was after the injury, and Washington's just been a mess. 
So I'm looking for uh, the Eagles walk out in this one. I look for Philadelphia to win as well. Um, they, you, like you said, they they had a chance to beat Dallas and just just couldn't do it. Washington is not the team that everybody thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, the RG three experiment has been a huge failure. So I'm going to go Philadelphia in that game as well. Um, San Diego at San Francisco. I don't know why I said San Diego is so weird. San Francisco is another team that's a mess. Yeah. Um, San Diego is really pushing. They're still in the hunt for the playoff race in the AFC. Um, San Francisco season's done. All, all Jim Harbaugh's playing is for maybe a future, whether that be in Oakland or the rumor is that he's going to Ann Arbor to coach the, the University of Michigan. So uh, I'm going to go San Diego. I don't, I don't think Harbaugh will go to – I mean, he might, but I don't think his wife is going to let him. Where, go to San Diego or go to Michigan? Michigan yeah. well, he's a Michigan man, so. I know he's a Michigan man, but they talked to his wife, and she said that she likes the Bay Area, and she ain't going to let him leave. So I look for him to go to Oakland, honestly. Oh, I don't know. I'd, I'd much rather go to Michigan. Well, I don't know. I'd, I'd much rather see him go to Oakland. Really? Yeah, Oakland, then just turn around and just, you know, go against the 49ers, the team that got rid of them. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see it happen. I'm going to San Diego on this one. Um, like what you said, 49ers are a mess. Um, it's Kaepernick. He they they went they went on and started burning his jersey. I saw that where the where the fans started burning Kaepernick's jersey. Yeah. So I, I'm going I'm going Chargers on this one. I don't pick them too often, but I'm going Chargers. Uh, and then we have the Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears. Do I really have to say this one? <laughs> the the game the other night was horrible for Chicago. Um, again, like I said before, I look for Jay Cutler not even to have a job at the end of the season I, I i don't i don't even see it and i, I look for detroit because they've they've had a really good team this year that's me um chicago they've struggled they've struggled greatly at times um really disappointed me like i said i had great hopes for them picked them to win the yeah. super bowl um i'm going detroit like you said they've they've had a really good team they've been strong they've lost a few head scratchers mm-hmm. um but you know that's the nfl there's some games where yeah. teams will just lose games for no reason it's not talent it's just they they weren't on there, it that there, day there, there's there's a reason why there's only been one undefeated team ever in the nfl yep so i'm, I'm gonna go to detroit as well uh then we have minnesota versus miami dolphins um dolphins are still in the playoff hunt as well yeah. so i think they're gonna be they're, and they're a decent team, so I think they're going to be really fired up and really motivated to beat really a one-dimensional Minnesota team. One-dimensional Minnesota team. So I'm, I'm going to go Minnesota, or Miami, excuse me. That's how I am. Uh, the Vikings, they, they're they a mess. I've been saying it this whole season. They're a mess, a mess, a mess. And Miami, they, you know, they, they're, they're, they're starting to become a good team. kind of feel bad for um, Minnesota's head coach because, you know, he was a longtime Bengals defensive coordinator and really um, got his, you know, Zimmer really got his job. Um, you know, it's kind of a rough start for him. You know, he goes to Minnesota. He thinks he's going to have AP. He thinks he's going to have all these key, and then AP, you know, does what he does and gets set down for the year. And it's just really the wheels have fallen off since. So I feel really bad for Zimmer yeah. um, up in Minnesota. So hopefully he gets another another whack at it. True. But I'm going to go Miami. Uh, and then we have the Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. Um, I'm going Saints on this one. That that's I'm going Saints as well. Um, and what's ridiculous is they're going to win that conference. If the Saints win this game, they're going to win the conference, the NFC South, and they're still going to have a losing record. And they're going to go. And they're going to go to the playoffs. <laughs> so it's just ridiculous. It's laughable how bad the NFC South is. Not a huge Matt Ryan fan. Um, I think Drew Brees is going to really look to kind of turn things around after his uh, after this game this past week. Yeah, I, so I'm going to go Saints winning this I game. I think they're going to have a lot of momentum coming from this past Monday's game. Yeah. I think they're going to have a lot of momentum uh and especially they're going to be at home too. But another thing is uh, Drew Brees, is, he's had – he's been hit and miss at home. They've been starting to boo him. At home? Yeah, for yeah. the first time in his career. Yeah, I really feel bad for the guy too because he's a, he's, a, he's a great guy. Great guy. He's a great quarterback. Um, Just a rough year yeah. for the NFC South as a whole. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, man, we have the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Who are you picking? You can't go with your heart, your head, your heart here. You gotta go with your head. I know, I know. That's the bad part. I'm going with the Pats. As painful as that is for me, so. <laughs> oh god, that 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 was hard to swallow. I, I'm going with the Pats as well. The Jets are just they're 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 not a good team. The Patriots are trying to wrap up a first round bye. 
um, if they get a win here. So, so I'm going to go the the Pats. I think Rex Ryan's going to be another coach who gets fired yeah. uh, at the end of the year, and I think he's not going to get another shot at a head coach for a while. I think he's going to have to go back down to the defensive coordinator rank, rank and uh, just just try to see if he can recoup his career there. So I'm going to go um, the the Patriots as well. Then we have Kansas City taking on Pittsburgh. Um, I need Kansas City to win this game because uh, just the playoff race. And I hate Pittsburgh, so that also helps. Um, so I, I look for Kansas City to still lose this game, however, um, because they just I don't think they're going to have the firepower to match up against Antonio Brown of the Steelers and Roethlisberger and all those guys that they have up there. I, I think I think the Steelers is not the team that everybody thinks they are, and I'm going to go with my heart on this one. I'm going Kansas City because I, I hate the Steelers. Well, I hate the Steelers too, but I, I'm just going to go with the uh, – I'm, I'm going with Kansas City, also to be the devil's advocate. Yeah. Because, yeah, we sometimes we don't have very much separation in here. Yeah, we really don't. And then we have Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Do I really? The Battle of the Bays. Oh, man. Aaron Rodgers is not human. I don't know. He looked human this past weekend yeah, yeah, when they yeah. lost to the Bills. Yeah. That, I seen that and I was like, "Oh, Scotty's so happy right now." Oh, I bet he was. I'd love. I wish he wasn't at home in Alabama. I'd love to have had him come on and talk to us <laughs> after that Green Bay loss to to Tampa or to the Buffalo Bills. Oh yeah, but I'm I'm going Green Bay on this one. Tampa Bay's just a mess. Yeah. Who is the Buccaneers? Okay, they haven't been good since they won the Super Bowl ages ago when the grass was greener and the sky was bluer and BP didn't screw up the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> I'm going Green Bay as well. Tampa Bay just they just. Not a very good team. I saw an argument. Somebody had written an article about Tampa Bay should not even try to draft a um, quarterback. They should just go straight defense and just build a dominant defense and bring in like somebody like Ty, um, Tyrod Taylor or um, you know somebody like that, a very yeah. mobile quarterback, and just just try to win it with defense, which would be Lovey Smith's forte is defense. Yeah. So maybe they'd go that route. Um, but I'm going Green Bay in this game as well. They just, I think it, they're going to be really upset with the loss they, they, they had up in Buffalo, and I think they're going to take out their frustrations on a hapless Tampa Bay team. Uh, Cleveland at Carolina, you know, Cam Newton was in that car wreck. Glad he's okay. Yeah. Really glad he's okay. He missed this last weekend. Derek Anderson um, got to play. Not sure if Cam Newton's going to play this game or not. Um, if he does, I think that gives him a little bit of a, uh, gives the Panthers a little bit of edge. Um, Derek, Mart- Derek Martin, Derek Anderson, excuse me, um, Will be if he gets to play, he will be looking to spoil as he played in Cleveland and actually won a won a MVP there as as a Cleveland Cavalier, or as a Cleveland Browns um, quarterback. But I'm gonna go Cleveland in this game. Um, they got a lot to lose. They're a lot to lose if they lose this game. They're gonna be completely out of the playoff race. Johnny Manziel, your 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 era did not start off well, um, being shut out in your first game. Hopefully you can uh, recoup that this week and uh, come away with a win over Carolina. I, I don't I don't see it. I don't see Manziel walking away in this one. Uh, even if Cam Newton doesn't play, um, I see I, – oh God. I have picked the Carolina Panthers before, and they've, they have really dropped the ball. They've broken your heart. Yeah, they've broken my heart several times. You're a hurt man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pick the Carolina Panthers on this one just for the simple fact that I don't think Johnny Manziel is the quarterback that everybody thinks he is. And I think he should just go back to uh, teaching yoga, like on the Snickers commercial. <laughs> That that hey you know he's he's he would probably have that to fall back on maybe I bet yeah. I bet people would sign up for his yoga class yeah, yeah. um Johnny then, football then we have Baltimore at Houston <laughs> Houston Ryan Mallett's not going to play quarterback because he's out Ron Fitzpatrick out Tom Savage out they brought in uh, they brought back Case Keenum and they signed somebody else um, Thaddeus Young Thaddeus Lewis excuse me. Uh, so Baltimore is probably licking their lips after all the sacks that they got against the Jaguars. I need them to win. I want them to win. They will win. Baltimore wins against Houston. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I look for Joe Flacco to just be murdered by JJ Watt. I I could see that happening too. I I, I see that because I, Houston is in my division, and really they have nothing to lose right now. Calls. I mean, they're not even in the run for the playoffs. They're just trying to finish up the season. And J.J. Watt, I, I like J.J. Watt. Uh, he's he's a down-to-earth guy, and he's also a defensive guy. I'm a defensive guy. And I, I look for Houston to win this. 
Really? Yeah, I look for. I'm sorry, I look for him just murder Joe Flacco. Well, I hope not. I hope you're wrong, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the New York Giants at the Saint, at St. Louis. Wow. This is really it's really crunch time with all these teams. Um, I'm going with St. Louis on this one. That's me. I was gonna say I'm gonna go St. Louis. They've they've played a lot of good games this season. I I think they're I think they're out of the playoffs. If not, they're they they really are a huge long shot. The Giants, you know, there's speculation Tom Coughlin might get fired, but that's every year when they don't do well. Yeah. And you know, next year, you know, they've struggled this year. You know, next year they'll they're, probably win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean that's that's how the Giants are. They just yeah, that that's that's the Giants. Um, I'm, but, I'm gonna go St. Louis though in this game. That's how I am too. St. Louis, they are a uh, they they are a really good team, even though the record doesn't show it. They are a really good team. Mm-hmm. Almost definitely. Uh, and then, well, we have the Indianapolis Colts at the Dallas Cowboys. One, Indianapolis Colts are going to win this one. Two, it's going to be close. Three, the Dallas Cowboys, for some reason, has been better on the road than at home this season. All of their losses has been at home. So you think you're going to – well, you're calling – I'm calling for the loss. I'm calling for the loss in Dallas. Uh, wait, I'm, I'm calling <laughs> for the Indianapolis Colts to win. I – I need Dallas to win just because I need Tony Romo where I'm in the Super Bowl. My fantasy league, I need Tony Romo to have a great game. Please put up another 30 points. Um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping Dallas wins. Um, I think it'll be a close game, like you said. I, I think I think it's also it's going to come down to the running backs, yeah. to the running game. Well, Demarco Murray's got a broken hand. They're they're worried that he might not even be able to go. Ooh. So That's you know a- that'll be a Julius Randle, and you know maybe maybe they bring in somebody like a Ray Rice. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know if that happens, um, but maybe, maybe he's one of the guys who gets a tryout and comes to the team. Who knows? Um, Buffalo at Oakland. Um, Do we really have to say this one? I'm, I'm going Buffalo because Oakland. You know, they they've won two games this year. You know, they beat the Chiefs and they beat the Niners. You know, unless Buffalo forgets who they are, and just you know totally loses. You know, just got two up for the Green Bay game. And comes out and follows it up with a goose egg to Oakland, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Buffalo's uh-uh. going to come away with a win. Buffalo, they have a decent team this year, but Oakland is just horrible. So I'm, I'm going. I, I was going to say I'm going to go Raiders. Oh Lord. <laughs> I'm going Bills on this one. And then we have. Oh, I, ha, I got into an argument about this one. The Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals. I have a friend who is a he. He's more of a bandwagon than anything. He is a Seattle Seahawks fan, and he tried to get me and my cousin to, to, to argue with each other because my cousin is a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan. And then we turned the tables on him, and he's like, okay, what about the Arizona Seahawks game? I say that if they don't win this game, they're going to win lose next week against St. Louis because the Seahawks are going to have everything to, everything to lose and the St. Louis Rams ain't got nothing to lose. Yes. So, and and also, I have a friend who is a St. Louis Rams fan. The same friend who is a who is a Mountaineers fan. He's a St. Louis Rams fan. And I, I is it because Tavon Austin? Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's the whole. That's the whole thing. The whole thing in a nutshell. But I, I look for Arizona to win this one. Yeah. Just because I'm going with my head. Arizona's been a good team. They're in Arizona, and uh, I don't see Seahawks going to another Super Bowl. You know the Arizona Cardinals. They've already clinched playoffs. Yeah. So really, the, these last two games, they really don't mean anything to these guys. Yeah. You know, except for momentum. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be a it'll, it'll be a close game. Definitely. I didn't pick Arizona or Seattle to go to the playoffs. Um, so I'm gonna call Arizona to win just because I need that to happen. So hopefully Arizona will get a win here. Yeah. And uh, the final game of the of this of the night or of the of the week, Denver taking on Cincinnati. I'm rooting hardcore for Denver because one, I hate Cincinnati and uh, Andy Dalton, but also I need them for playoff seating for Baltimore. I need I need Cincinnati to lose. Yeah. So um, I think Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos will be too much for the Cincinnati Bengals to handle, and I think they're yeah. going to win. I, I I'm I'm going Cin. This really this depends. Is is Peyton Manning playing or not? I think so because I don't oh, I don't know they haven't they haven't said nothing they haven't said anything and they're working to wrap up a bye so. So yeah. maybe I figure he'll probably play. I, that that really that depends on if he plays or not. But I'm sorry, Denver. I'm going Cincinnati on this one. I'm a, I'm a huge Peyton Manning fan, but I do you like Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati. They they really shocked me this year. 
All right, and that's going to do it for our NFL Pick'ems. Um, and just before we go, just want to again say thank you for joining us. Um, hopefully you guys, you know, it's getting close to Christmas. Next week is Christmas. Yeah. Not sure if we're going to get down for a studio, into the studio next week or not, where it's the holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we don't make it in here for that, um, we'll be back we'll, with you in two weeks. Yeah, we'll definitely be back week after next. Yeah, we'll be back um, week after next, most definitely. Um, but until then, uh, thank you for joining us each and every week. If you um, love the show, um, please feel free to let us know. If there's anything you'd like us to change, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, just looking for some interaction there from our fans. Um, also, don't forget to check us out on the Mopcast Network if you like our show, we are also featured on the Mopcast Network. Um, and there's a lot of good shows on there. And I know yeah. they're doing a holiday special show um, that should be hitting the airwaves pretty soon. And they're also doing um, weekly dramas that are that are hitting the airwaves. Yeah. Um, and they're actually really good. So hopefully, you know, you can get a chance to check them out and uh, really just, just uh, find something you like on the Mopcast oh, Network. Because yeah. it's, uh, it's a lot of fun that we have doing it. And um, with that, I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Kelly. And, and, uh, and I'm El Jefe Loco. And thank you for listening. And uh, just remember one thing. Go State. Mobcast Network.